What's up, everyone, and welcome back to These Amazing Places podcast. This is show number 116 for the week of July 12th, 2010. Welcome back to the middle of July and some hot heat. This is Adam. Here's Doug. My phrase for the week is, we're having a heat wave, a tropical heat wave. Oh, quoting, okay. quoting some, somebody there. Yeah, yeah, I think it's a song. Beach Boys or somebody. Is, no, maybe I, not. Yeah, anyway, anyway, and you got sick this week too. So oh, yes, I so did. So the heat wave really yeah. hit you. I'm glad yeah. you're back and I'm glad you're uh, about 50 pounds lighter. Yeah, got it. Yeah, I've that's been in the room when now. You don't eat. Adam doesn't have to put me over in the other room. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. That's great. Or we don't uh, yeah. have to do this on Skype. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Doug, are you ready? Wait, 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 wait. All right. So what are we doing? All right. We are doing uh, the Capitol Building in Washington, D.C. This week, we're going to basically run through everything there, which are frequently asked questions. Uh, we have some audio from a video that uh, uh, that I took that you'll see before you head into the gallery. The gallery there is, I'll explain more later, but that's basically the House or Senate side where if you're watching C-SPAN, that's what you see. So uh, there's going to be a lot of other stuff that we'll run through uh, concerning the Capitol on the way through, but uh, it'll be all pertinent information. Uh, some of it's interesting, I think. The place, the pictures... I'll have a lot of pictures that'll that'll go live uh, onto the site, and maybe some video stuff. I always say this video, and I never get it up. So, uh, <laughs> anyway, um, one of these days, man, we're just gonna have a flood of video hit, flicker, and everything else. So, yeah. uh, when it does, everybody enjoy. So, there's anyway, the, the building's absolutely gorgeous. Outside of the politics and everything else, it's a gorgeous building. Okay, so sit back, and we're gonna have some fun in our nation's capital. Have you seen our latest pictures at Flickr? Well, you can. Just go to our website, click on the Photos tab, and it'll take you from there. Enjoy. Or you can go to flickr.com slash photos slash theseamazingplaces. Hey, why don't you drop us a line at podcast at theseamazingplaces.com. All right, so it's uh, I have no notes. Doug's got them all, so we're gonna turn the entire show over to Doug right now. And if it crashes and burns, Lord, well, see you later. help us all. <laughs> all right. Well, all right. at least there's one thing we can start with, and that is what we usually start with, and that is the frequently asked questions. Yes. Okay. And this comes straight from the visitor center website for the Capitol. Uh, so I'm just going to shoot through these things. What days, hours uh, is the visitor center open? It is open Monday through Saturday, 8.30 to 4.30. Uh, they have tours Monday through Saturday, 8.50 to 3.20. Are any items prohibited? This I wish I, I would have seen before I went in. Uh, even our tour guide wasn't real clear, and she really had a lot of people screwed up. There were people that, that literally didn't take cameras into the building. And they even left their cell phones, some of them. Hmm. on the bus and stuff just because this lady so speak the truth about like. it okay here we go uh, can we are any items prohibited yes you will be asked to place the following items in a trash can before you may enter the building aerosol containers pointed objects bags larger than 14 by 13 by 4 cans bottles guns weapons food beverages mace pepper spray non-aerosol spray please note that cameras and video recorders are allowed in the Capitol, but not in the House or Senate galleries. Hence, well, therefore, why go. I have no pictures and stuff of that area. But turn on C-SPAN. You'll see it until you mm -hmm. lose your mind on there. So, okay. Well, there you go. So next time your tour guide says, oh, be careful. Don't yeah. worry about no, it. It's, that you can take it's, your it's stuff allowed. In. It is so, a tourist attraction. But, so. but now, yeah, b right before you enter the gallery, uh, yeah, they did take everything, everything I had on me. and But they great they were great people when so I came if you back have, out. Yeah. yeah so the was, only thing is if you have your slushy you got to throw that away yeah so. yeah well that's okay <laughs> yeah, yeah yeah it's no biggie so, yeah. all Drink right it up and and get uh, a uh, what is it brain freeze before you enter the building <laughs> <laughs> anyway okay okay if i have a tour uh if i have a tour reservation when should i plan to arrive at the visitor center uh due to the required security and screening process and the potential for longer wait times during peak visitation periods we recommend that you plan to arrive at least 45 minutes prior to the start of your tour if you have time to spare prior to your tour you are encouraged to visit exhibition hall on the lower level there you will find historic documents artifacts models 
films, interactive stations that tell the story of the U.S. Capitol and the Congress. It's a cool place. Cool? Really cool. It sounds like it could be static, but it's not. Oh, you've not been there? No, actually, no, no, I was. You were? A lot of people might hear that description and say, oh, yeah, it's like, you know, papers and who cares, it'll be boring stuff. It's, It's pretty cool stuff, actually. Cool. Uh, is there a fee to enter the Capitol Visitor Center or to take a tour of the historic Capitol? No, there is no fee to enter the Capitol Visitor Center or to take a tour of the Capitol. Very simple. Cool. Short and sweet. Mm-hmm. Uh, what time is the Capitol Visitor Center open? The Capitol Visitor Center is open to the public from 8.30 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Monday through Saturday. It is closed Thanksgiving Day, Christmas Day, New Year's Day, and Inauguration Day. Visitors with official business appointments may enter the visitor center as early as 7:15 a.m. Uh, let's see. How much time should I allow to visit the Capitol Center Visitor Center? We recommend that you plan to allow at least 90 minutes to your visit for your visit to the Capitol Visitor Center and to tour the historic Capitol. There is much to see, including an exhibition hall where you can learn about Congress and the Capitol, two gift shops, and a 530-seat restaurant, which I did not see. But I've heard a lot about it before. Mm. People eating in the Capitol restaurant, I think is what they called it. Cool. So, uh, let's see here. Uh, there's also a, a movie. We'll be playing some audio from that after a little bit here that you'll go to see. That they really you get didn't to mention see. that here. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I watched it all, and it's videoed. And uh, you go before before you go in is when before the Before you go into the gallery. Okay. So that's one of the last things you do before you head into the gallery itself. Uh, okay, how can I book a tour of the historic Capitol? You can book a tour of the Capitol online with our advanced reservation system and through your member of Congress. Please, no, please click here. Okay, it came from this yeah. side anyway. Please click okay. here. Uh, can I bring my camera into the Capitol Visitor Center? Yes, cameras are allowed in the Visitor Center. However, photography in the exhibition hall is strictly prohibited. We've been through that already. Uh, let's see, how can I watch... How can I watch the House or Senate in session? The Senate and House galleries where visitors may watch... Uh, the Senate or House in session are open to visitors whenever either body is in session. In addition, the House Gallery is open 9 a.m. to 4.30 p.m. Monday through Friday when the House is not in session. Gallery pass- I'll tell you what's just exciting if they're not in there is when they are. Because I sat in there and probably watched 15 minutes and it was like, bottom seeker. And it was just, they went on with stuff and I was like, mm-hmm. oh my gosh. Well, that's man. what I was going to tell you. Go yeah. finish this and I'll yeah, comment. Okay. Gallery passes are required to enter uh, either a gallery at any time. Visitors may obtain gallery passes. This is important. From the offices of their senators or representatives. Gallery passes are available for international visitors at the House and Senate appointment desks on the upper level of the Capitol Visitor Center near the main entrance. The gallery staging areas are located on the upper level of the Visitor Center near the Orientation Theater. That is where I sold it, the film, okay. the Orientation Theater, uh, nor the, near the exits. Uh, that also where they just talk about the staging areas where you'll drop all of your stuff in the bins and head off into there. Visitors are not allowed to bring battery-operated electronic devices. Medical devices are permitted. <laughs> well, of course. <laughs> Buddy, you got to take the pacemaker out. Okay, let's see here. Uh, cameras, creams, lotions, or perfume strollers, or video recorders of any type or recording device into the galleries. You know what's amazing? Some people have really, uh, I guess some people have done it maybe through press stuff, but recorded things with their cell phones and things like that mm-hmm. in there. So I, I, maybe the press is allowed and not the general public. Uh, these items may be stored securely in the gallery staging areas where visitors are in the galleries, which is what I just said. What is the size of the Capitol Visitor Center? The Capitol Visitor Center is 580,000 square feet on three levels. For purposes of comparison, the Capitol itself encompasses 775,000 square feet. The Visitor Center, therefore, is roughly three-quarters the size of the historic Capitol. The Visitor Center footprint also encompasses 170,000 square feet of new building space for the House and Senate. How many people can fit in the Capitol Visitor Center at one time? Approximately 4,000 people can comfortably fit in the Capitol Visitor Center at one time. Everyone who enters the Visitor Center can enjoy the many amenities that the facility offers. And it goes back into the 530-seat restaurant, the two gift shops, exhibition hall, 26. Oh, you can visit the 26 restaurants. Uh, <laughs> oh, boy. Uh, in an atmosphere of free and open access. I wonder if it's anything like a companion restroom. Well, it, I mean, why are they saying 
you can visit the 26 restaurants in an atmosphere and f of free and open access. I don't think I want to know what that means. Yeah, that's yeah, a little that's, creepy. Yeah, that is. That's weird. All right. Um, what is the Capitol Visitor Center's mission? The mission of the Capitol Visitor Center at the U.S. Capitol is to provide a welcoming and educational environment for visitors to learn about the unique characteristics of the House and the Senate and the legislative process, as well as the history development of the architecture and art of the U.S. Capitol. The new Capitol Visitor Center will vastly improve upon the current visitor experience at the Capitol by providing more efficient service with more amenities for the many visitors, including a restaurant to give shots. It just keeps going into that over and over. Uh, Anyway, yeah, let's see, that covers that. All that, yeah, and it talks here about a vibrant web presence. The Capitol Visitor Center experience will actually begin for visitors long before they even set foot into the Capitol. So, you, yeah, I guess their website is becoming much better. I really haven't looked at that. When did Congress ceremonial, ceremonial, ceremonially break ground for the Capitol Visitor Center? It was on June 20th, 2000. Members of the Capitol Preservation Commission, the guiding board of congressional leaders who spearhead the Capitol Visitor Center initiative on half of the entire U.S. Congress ceremonially broke ground to signal the beginning of the project. And you'll notice that uh, there's kind of some stuff that almost where they've gone underground and made tunnels to kind of begin connecting things. Yeah. Um, yeah, it all seemed new to me, but I guess it's been there some of it for a little while, but mm -hmm. it has been under construction. Uh, okay, when did construction of the Capitol Visitor Center begin? Actual construction began 2002 after a major reassessment of the project following the events of September 11th. Excavation at the East and Front, uh, Front Plaza began in August 2002. In the fall of 2003, uh, excavation was essentially complete, and buildup of the visitor center structure began in July 2008. The architecture of the Capitol's fire marshal issued a certificate. I'm not going to go into all that. It is kind of cool when you think how old this building is and how they're updating. Yeah, I, I thought it was kind of neat. You're taking a building yeah. that's hundreds of years old, and you're adding these new amounts. I was going to say, do you, do you actually know when the... According to my notes when here... it was built? Yeah, it well, was... Uh, built and burned once, right? And then built again. Well, I was just going to say, uh, you know, our original nation's capital was in Philadelphia. Yeah. And so the original first part was uh, in 1800 is when the government moved to Washington, D.C., and that's when the Capitol building was put together. So uh, okay. So for 100, well, it's more than 134 years, Because, uh, but anyway. Well, um, I know when they first built it, they built it with a wooden dome. I don't, yeah, and then that burned, and the only thing that really is left of that now in the rotunda was the floor. Oh, okay. And so I remember the lady talking about this mm -hmm. floor that you're standing on right here in this area was literally where George Washington and many of our founders stood. Oh, okay. And I thought, ah, that's pretty cool. Yeah. All right, let's just a little bit more into this. The overall project of the Capitol Visitor Center uh, cost was $621 million. Uh, let's see, the duration of construction was approximately six years from 2002 to 2008. Will there still be staff-led tours uh, of the Capitol? Yes. Congressional staff will continue to lead tours on, of the Capitol. A new program is being offered which will provide member staff, office staffers who give tours required tra training in life safety and evacuations, tour logistics, and historical interpretation. You know, the people did a pretty good job that when we were in there. Uh, it was amazing. The amount of people that they have moving around and the logistics of just getting people up and down the elevators. Mm -hmm. I mean, they only have a certain amount of elevators, and you're talking about moving thousands of people up and down elevators, down up and down stairs, and then you have to keep those groups together. And sometimes you have people come down the elevator with a group, maybe three and four sets of the same group coming down in an elevator. So you have to wait on them. Meanwhile, you have people coming down steps, which is clear over on the other side. Mm -hmm. you got to get all them back together again. And usually it's one person that's pulling every bit of that off. Uh, they've got it down, though, because a lot of times they radio and let them, like one person will say, I'm going to hand these people off to you. And I've got people coming down the elevator. This is how many sets. And... And yeah. then you've got people coming on the other side of the steps. Well, that's good. It's actually pretty cool. I think I would like to think that they have to stay a little organized because it you can't rough. have a little chaos there, especially because of being the nation's capital right. and security and all that yep. kind of stuff. So It's rough, though. Mm -hmm. I, I felt I really felt bad for them at a couple points because I thought, gee, money. And it wasn't just our group moving through there. There were three other groups of people all mm -hmm. mingling, too, and you had to try to make sure they didn't get mixed in with each other. Yeah. So anyway, okay. Uh, uh, is... Isn't there? Isn't this really a bunker to protect members of Congress? The decision to locate the visitor center below ground was to preserve the historic views of the Capitol 
and to the extent possible restore and revive the pedestrian-friendly historic landscape designed by Frederick Law Olmsted in 1874. Putting a three-story structure on the east or west front of the Capitol was not an option. Six skylights, including two that measure 30 by 70 feet, provide direct natural light and connect visitors visually to the picturesque Capitol Dome. Uh, if you think this is getting mundane at some point. I was going to say, is this all FAQ stuff still? Well, yeah, it's it's all it's, listed geez, in the visitor center. It's a lot of stuff. Now it goes into security features, built into the Capitol Visitor Center. Um... Yeah, because I'll read this because some of the stuff that they're updating is because of the fatal, the fatal shootings of two U.S. Capitol Police officers in July 1998 and the events of September 11th underscored the degree to which the Capitol and its occupants are at risk. Therefore, Congress directed the architect of the Capitol to design and construct a visitor center to provide greater security for all persons working in or visiting the United States Capitol and to provide a more convenient place in which to learn of the work of the Congress. Uh, yeah, it goes into more of security. Oh, where will buses drop off visitors who wish to tour the Capitol? Tour buses will continue to be allowed to drop off visitors on the west front of the Capitol for people with mobility issues, and I was involved in this uh, because of Connor. Uh, there are shuttles driven by visitors' assistants available to take them to the visitor center entrance at the east front City buses, including Metro bus, will be able to drop off passengers at the east front near the visitor center entrance. So in the visitor center, I believe, I wasn't sure about this, and Adam and I talked a little bit off mic before I really read through some of this. It seems to be that you have to enter through the backside of the Capitol. Mm -hmm. So they take you up this path. And so I got to ride up the path with Connor on a little golf cart, which we bottomed out a couple times on the way. the staffer, man, drove like crazy. Oh, yeah. I don't know if she was in a big hurry. She drove through a hole, and I've got a videotape, man. You hear the thing bottom out, and she yeah. goes, well, I don't think that's ever happened before. <laughs> it's like, hang on. Okay. Um, well, I was going to say, might as well put this in there while you're talking yeah. more. The east and the west front is typically where the uh, inauguration happens. So it's something that's just, I mean, obviously it's outside. So when you're walking in, you know, like a bus coming in, it's uh, right there, and you can see the spots. Uh, the west front was Andrew Jackson through Jimmy Carter, and then Reagan decided to switch it up. Oh, I'm sorry. Uh, Andrew, sorry, they were the east front. East front was Andrew Jackson through Jimmy Carter, and then Reagan decided to switch it up and go to the west front when he was inaugurated. And so, and I don't know. If it's, it's hard to recognize that because they built these large platforms uh -huh. up onto the lawn, yeah. which brings everything, the lawn basically, to the height of the front of the Capitol, yeah. which is really not. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to recognize it when you're just there. Yeah, I'm sure it is. But now now that you say that, yeah, I can see. Mm -hmm. I can see all that, yeah, build up and how it falls off on one so, side. And I mean, you know, it's uh, it's televised now, so you get to right. see it, but at least something to, to note when you're uh, no, that's there visiting. So. I hadn't really thought about that. Mm -hmm. And so the now other, I can picture it in my head. Mm -hmm. The other thing I was going to say was that the visitor center is now, if it's now inside and downstairs, that means air conditioning and heat, which is great. <laughs> Oh man! I don't yeah. know if what it was before, but um, if they're building this all this stuff inside, it's great to have. So that means when you visit in the winter months, if it's really cold, you're good, and if it's really hot, you're good. So uh, yeah. that's very helpful to have. I can't imagine what especially it takes with air conditioning and heat this place. Uh, oh it's yeah, it's like, man. It's hey, you know be what? Major. We're paying for it. Yeah, so. I know. Yeah, I know. We're it's our tax money. I know. Uh, let's see here. Uh, this actually jumps. It looks like uh, some of these notes then jump on into some other stuff about the Capitol, and it's just some questions. Does our national motto, In God We Trust, appear in the Capitol Visitor Center? And what about other religious references? Yes, our national motto does appear in the Capitol Visitor Center in the House Theater exhibit, which I do remember. Uh, references to religion and faith are included in the context of several historic exhibits. Several religious items appear in the displays. Some examples include Article 3 of the Northwest Ordinance in its entirety. This, this is what I mean by some of the documents are actually pretty cool. When you think they're original and the stuff that they say, I, I, don't know, I thought it was pretty neat. Uh, a copy of the Pledge of Allegiance and the prayer said at the opening of the current Congress. A copy of the Bible used to administer the oath of office to senators until 1882. Um, portraits of the first House and Senate chaplains. Uh, this is some neat stuff too. Information about, I love old pictures too. I'm always blown away like, mm -hmm. holy cow, they had cameras then? But anyway. Uh, That's let's true. See. It's kind of cool. Yeah. Uh, so Senate chaplains, uh, information about religious services regularly held in the Capitol 
in the 1800s and an unaltered display of the U.S. Constitution highlighting the First Amendment, which established our country's right to the freedom of religion. Anyway, if you're looking for other information, you can go to a uh, website. It is uh, www.visitthecapital.gov. You can go there and it will give you more information. Uh, do you have any, okay, cool. you have any yeah. more stuff to kind of add in there? I just and wanted to say, a bit more. Mm-hmm. when you were talking about Congress in session, well, yes, it is pretty mundane to walk into there and listen to them, whatever, saying whatever they're saying, and who knows what they're talking about. The notes here that I have say that if you check the Washington Post, it'll actually say there's a thing called Today in Congre- Congress that gives you a daily rundown on times and subjects of all House and Senate committee meetings and indicates which are open to the public. Yeah. So, and I the guess notes, you know, too, I probably yeah. should have said that. It's not, I don't mean to be disrespectful. Well, I mean, some of are, them are... It's important to somebody. Well, yeah. there's one example here. Okay. For example, you're not too pressed for time. You'll want to pick something that interests you rather than sitting in on a hearing about grain elevator bankruptcies. Yeah. I mean, come on. It's yeah. like... Well, this elevator is out of service. Let's, you know, it's yeah, like, come was, on, how boring. Was probably close to so. something like that. <laughs> Actually, that when so. we did leave, they were just starting into discussions on, uh, on an, honoring a marine in North Carolina. There was a senator from North Carolina that got up and oh, okay. began to talk about uh, honoring a marine from his state, yeah, from the great strait of North Carolina. Right. Anyway, so, well, you got to figure a lot of the. Uh, they talk about everything, so yeah. anything. And there wasn't hardly is, anybody in there. Oh, it's there. So usually it not. Common. I mean, it, yeah. yeah, yeah. Okay. So. Uh, I have just a little bit more, too, about uh, just some tips and things or stuff that you'll see and do while you're there. It says that you can use the underground tunnel that connects the Capitol Visitor Center to the Library of Congress. This is a good tip. To avoid going through another security check at the library. Also, there are nice restroom facilities at the entrance of the tunnel. Yeah, and the tunnel, I... Because I had never been there. I didn't even realize I was walking into this thing. And then, oh, cool. So it was kind of nice. And a lot of it, see, I, I guess sometimes my opinion skewed, too, because even though I start into someplace, I get pulled in another direction because I'm with Connor, and we have to end up going in, in the direction of uh, Elevator, mm-hmm. which takes us sometimes, too. I mean, we went past uh, the Speaker of the House's office, which yeah. is someplace that most people don't get to go anymore because of security reasons. Right. But that was the only way they could get us mm-hmm. through to that area. Which is exactly why the tunnel runs where it does, because it keeps the majority of people away from uh, from those offices. Mm-hmm. And so, since we happen to be, you know, Connor happened to be in the chair and I happened to be with him, we found ourselves in that area. Yeah. So that cool. was kind of cool. Uh, let's see here. Once again, though, let me reiterate too about the galleries. Make sure that you check with your senators or representatives if you want passes, and give them plenty of time to arrange that stuff. Don't call them, you know, and say, hey, "I'm going there next week." Can you get me some passes right. to go on in? So yeah. anyway. One question I have goes back to the schedule, the tours. Do you have to show up at a certain time or does... Yeah, it's, yeah you have a tour reservation time. And okay. that's what yeah, I was talking about. It shows up. It says to show up about 40 minutes before your before time. Before your time. Yep. So it's, it's busy. So, okay. So you, you can't there, just decide to go at a certain time. Or unless you pick the time and they tell you what time, then you confirm it. But Well, yeah, if you're not with it, like an actual tour you're going to get put in with a group most right likely. and so yeah then you, i guess you could probably you could show up but there's a lot of things you you may not get to do just because you're not really reserved in but right. yeah i yeah technically if you're an individual you could probably show up and say and just, i want to take a tour of the visitor center mm-hmm. and of the capital the rotunda and stuff okay so yeah i can imagine you that's could good that. to know because i didn't know for sure when you were saying all that yeah and it may so. you know of course mm-hmm. From the time that you go up and say, yeah, I'd like to see it. I don't have any reservation. It's probably, I mean, expect to give them 40 or 45 minutes to an hour. Mm-hmm. And a lot of times I can I can imagine that they probably could send you in the direction of maybe a re- the restaurant or something to kind of kill some time while you're waiting for your reservation mm-hmm. time to come up so that you're not just standing idle. Even yeah. though there were a lot of people uh, standing at the backside just kind of idle. Mm-hmm. It, was, it was awesome. I've, I've got shaky video because I was on the golf cart. But riding up the path, yeah. I filmed, and this is in high definition, the dome, man, it's so white. Mm-hmm. And I filmed as we were kind of going up around to the backside, and then they actually took us underneath into this kind of tunnel, and I had to jump in an elevator and go up to another level yeah. with Connor. Uh, that was all pretty cool. Cool. And so I'm sure that there's great significance to the areas. I do believe, like, uh, I did see the place where they drop off 
when the president comes in to do his like state of the union mm-hmm. the cars pull up to a certain area and he's dropped off there and so in some of those areas i saw at least at the time so I okay thought, oh, yeah i recognize that cool cool deal so do you have any more notes to go off of that is it i've got some things yeah. okay so Shoot that's all your that, notes and then we'll jump into the audio so main, mainly what i wanted to do is talk about the different areas of the building and which ones so we've already talked about the east front steps the west front steps and we've talked about the rotunda right yeah and so let's go into the rotunda a little bit more rotunda is the area under the dome right yep. and is that the area where people can you can basically whisper and someone across Actually, the way can hear you, or is it a different one? the rotunda called Okay. The, and they literally call it the whispering room. That's what, now my wife and I were it, having the discussion. Did he build the, when it was designed, mm-hmm. was it designed for acoustics so that that would happen, or did that just happen to, did it happen to be that way? Yeah. Well, is it a round room? Yes. Is it like a round dome room? Yep. I bet it was built accidentally to sound like that, basically. And because of the hard surfaces and the echoes, that it just happened because it reminds me of if you think of COSI, you know, COSI, for those of you that don't know, we haven't done a show on it yet, but COSI is a science center here in Columbus, Ohio, that uh, is a, it's a pretty well known place where you can do experiments and different things. But there's one area where you can stand up on a pole or on a ladder and talk into like this big saucer thing. And somebody that's like, I don't know, it's probably like 50 yards off can hear you talking through it too because they're in front of a dome and they can talk back to you. And it's really cool because you're really far away, but you really don't have to talk that much. It just travels. Well, and that's the lady. And that's the, that was mm-hmm. what was kind of neat, yeah, because our uh, guide did that. She stepped to one side of the room. And really, pay attention to what your guides are doing because she had to kind of, kind of a couple times tell people, you know, if you'll just be quiet for one moment. And then she started saying something to one of the members of our group but she was probably 30 or 40 feet away from us uh-huh. and it was amazing because it like rings into your ear yeah. and you can hear it but you're thinking what the heck is that yeah and it seems very clear and crisp and mm-hmm. precise yeah it and sounds so. like it basically sounds like a microphone in a sound system but there's no microphone right. in the sound system it's kind of yeah. cool and it's it, acoustic yeah, and it's like mm-hmm. <laughs> but you can hear you can hear every like enunciated word that she's saying Cool. Oh, I thought yeah, it was awesome. That yeah. was just one of the too one bad. Of the things. Too bad we didn't have audio of that, but that's yeah. okay. Yeah, um, I know. Uh, we didn't say it, but it's called the National Statutory Hall, right? Yeah. And uh, uh, according to my notes here, the House of Re- Representatives actually met in this room from 1807 to 1857. Uh, however, they obviously aren't there today. But today, it contains marble and bronze statues of historical important state figures. So, for example. California has their great missionary, Father Junipero Serra. Vermont has a guy. There's a steamboat inventor from Pennsylvania. And, of course, Ohio has a guy. And there's all different kinds of... Yeah. I imagine there's at least 50, wouldn't there yeah, be? I would to think. represent the 50 states yeah. um, that are in that room. So, anyway, that's kind of cool. Uh, Some of the busts and sculptures, too, that you'll see throughout the building um, are incredible. I, I've got pictures, and so that's the, the best way that I could think to or to show everybody. It wasn't even through video, because with video, um, you're, there's always some movement to video. And so I took the best pictures I could, even some of close-up faces on, like, uh, General Lee, mm-hmm. uh, of Lincoln, of Washington, of some of the uh, statues. They were, they were incredible. Cool. I mean, you think how long some of them have been standing there. Yeah, yeah, Long time. I thought it was an awesome presence mm-hmm. to the whole place. Mm-hmm. Um, something else to add into the thing, uh, talking about the rotunda and the the just the hallways, the huge circular hallway and the different and the hub and stuff like that. Uh, nine presidents have lain in state here for public viewing. Viewing. So when Kennedy was assassinated, his casket was there, and the uh, line of mourners stretched forty blocks from that location to view him um there's some other things that are in here that are interesting different portraits of you know like you were talking about are you going to talk about there's a portrait of the founders during the signing Mm -hmm. and it's in that it's within that rotunda Uh um but there's a picture uh, and you see john adams and uh thomas jefferson and they said that the two of them always kind of had a rivalry going even though they had a lot of respect for each other there was kind of a dislike and if you notice, if you can look closely, and you can at the picture, you'll see where I believe it's Jefferson is stepping on Adam's foot. Uh, and wow. everybody laughs, and, but 
really what's happened is as depicted. they restored the painting, mm-hmm. his foot's continue to get larger until it's kind of over top of. Oh. So, so I don't, and it, so the debate has always been, was it already there? And the restoration, it really hasn't taken that far oh. over his foot, or was he really stepping on his foot? Yeah. So you That's don't. That's interesting. Know. So yeah, and you don't. So know. look for that picture. Mm-hmm. Look for that picture when you're in there. Okay. Something else I wanted to say is because we've covered this on another show is there is actually uh, let's see it de- there's something that depicts early American history from Columbus through the Wright brothers' flight at Kitty Hawk and so I wanted to say that because yeah, we've covered Kitty Hawk. Awesome so. pictures. They're like 3D. Are and they? It, yeah, it depicts all the way around the ring of the rotunda. You can see them. I want I, I want to say they are carved into the stone. Oh, okay. I think. It's hard to tell. They're so vivid. So so you're not sure if it's a picture or if it's mm-hmm. carved. Uh, but at the same time, yeah, they stand out. And mm-hmm. so you can easily see, even though they're pretty far above you, you can easily see as you go around. Like, you know, you see Christopher Columbus. Mm-hmm. Uh, you see the Wright brothers. You see, uh, I want to say Thomas Edison. You see certain things throughout our history that have taken place. Yeah, and even though it's far away, you can tell very easily what it is. So I thought that was kind of cool. Cool. That was just many, one of the many things that the uh, uh, the detail put into stuff was amazing. Cool. Okay, there's one other thing I wanted to ask before we moved on, and that is tips for touring. And one of my questions to you, if you're spending some time in D.C., how much time should you dedicate to the Capitol building and the touring of everything? In order to see it within the Capitol, with just the Capitol in the building, I and would everything. say I would plan on giving. I wouldn't count on any less than two and a half, three hours. Any less? Yeah. I so would basically, go, yeah, you're minimum. Just, basically, you're just walking through mm-hmm. it at that point, which means why even go? If you're just going to tear through it and you're not really going to look at anything, there's no point. Okay. Of, of hardly even going into it, other than to see a couple things and just say, oh, yeah, great, and move on." But if you just, it's like everything that we mm-hmm. talk about. Just slow down, look up, look around, and then listen to your tour guide. They really do have some pretty cool information, and it's amazing too because some people within your group will have information too that it's kind of the same thing. If you kind of uh, throw some stuff out there to the tour guide, the tour guide takes that as a hint. Mm-hmm. Okay, great. We have some people here that actually want me to delve a little farther. Right. Where if they look at blank faces, they're going to do their standard spiel and they're going to move on. Mm -hmm. Before I forget, too, I want to state this, that if you want to notice if either the House or the Senate are in session, the way to do it is the flag will be raised above their side. I forgot to say that. Uh, Yeah. Mm -hmm. So there's the east and a west wing. Yeah. And so basically you look, if the flag is raised, then you'll know they're in session, which is how we saw that the Senate was in session on that day. So. Cool. So you could go in. Okay. Um, so there you go. About minimum of three hours. And if you don't want to necessarily spend that much time there and just see the structure itself, well, you can move through stuff. You quickly. can, and yeah. it'll be there. But the cool thing is that there is a lot available for to for you if you're interested in the history. I'm sure the visitor center. There's probably a lot in there. You know what to, I figured? This is the way yeah. I figured. You're gonna go there probably once. Um. So. Unless you live on the East Coast. Like, right. I mean, we're pretty close. So, But, like, I mean, if you're visiting, most people are not going to go, like, hey, you know, every year let's go visit mm-hmm. Washington, D.C. and see the same, you know, the same historical places. Right. And so I'm saying for a lot of people, you're going to go once. You're there. Take the time. Take the time and check it yeah, out. Yeah, even if you think that's what I was going to get into, and I'll just jump into it in the audio. This video, uh, when I watched it there leading into the galleries, it was the orientation, I think it was, theater. Um, I thought, oh, please don't let this be political. In other words, let it be apolitical so that it just tells me about our country and give me some stuff that kind of ignites my thought about you know what this place is about. It was that exactly. I mm-hmm. thought they did a really good job of just placing it in there and not like thrown into one political side or the other, not even focusing too much on one time. It actually really focused, and it is called uh, Out of Many, which is us, basically us, e pluribus unum, out of many, one. Uh-huh. Um, and that is the name of it. And it really does focus a lot on the people and how the people you know, really make up and comprise this country. And our government is us. And so, and it really does go down that road how we are the ones who really spurred the country. Mm-hmm. And what the United States became was from us. It had nothing to do with the representatives and their choices a lot of times and mm-hmm. things like that. They 
kind of went along with what you know I, I said I don't want to get off course here. they kind of well, went along with what the country needed and what the people spoke and the people they they actually stood behind their choices at the time mm-hmm. whether they be good or bad and so I thought it was interesting well I wanted to just say that the difference to me the way you're saying is there's a difference between history and American history and then political science right you're saying because you're so used to listening to the news about political science which yeah. is Democrats, Republicans, politics, whatever, which is fine. It's something that keeps our country. That's what we have to think of when we got stuff going on. But at the same time, when you visit this place, that's not important at the time. You're there to look at the historical context of what's going on, what happened, you know, and just how everything came together in the the beginning of the formation of our country and everything like that, and including all the documents, the pictures, and all that stuff that came along Yeah, don't get caught up in the politics. Don't get caught up in today. That's the nice mm -hmm. thing. It it really did a good job of helping you see the big picture. Yeah. Whatever's happening, it's just today is a very brief spot in time, Mm -hmm. and you'll see that when you watch this film. And Uh, it takes you through, I mean, the birth of the country and the declaration signing. It takes you through the depression and it takes you through moving west, you know, and how people died. It takes you through a lot of the stuff about the people and how the country had to endure many things. But And I don't want to keep dragging this out, but I you know, it's just that's where that's what you do when you go there and uh, we are the biggest thing I get from there is I'm thankful to live in this country and this is where it's at and uh, we've said that a couple weeks ago when we did the 4th of July and how we were talking about it and we always get to that point seems like in a Washington DC tour trip and so hopefully you know I mean obviously there's entertainment value especially if you're interested in history but there is also that certain sentimental feeling that you get when you get there that you're like wow What's I can't believe this is yeah. this is crazy yeah. this is like wow this and, is cool. So. And I happen to be a member of the group. Yes, that <laughs> is cool too. So. so, All right, let's throw the audio in there. So this is some audio. Uh, I don't know whether we'll – it's like 13-minute video. Uh, I don't know whether – I'm going to leave that up to Adam. He hasn't heard it all or any of it yet. Uh, I'll leave it up to him as to how much he wants to put into it. And maybe at some point we'll throw the video up there because it'll helps. it helps to have the pictures with the visuals. it at some point. So. Okay, yeah, so we'll just play that now, and we'll be back in a second to talk about a little more things. Just a quick disclaimer, the audio is a little bit chopped up. It sounds a little skipping, but it's not your CD, your audio on your iPod or in your car or anything like that, or the web. So uh, just a forewarning, it does sound like that toward the end of the audio. We had some complications with technical things, but the beginning sounds pretty good, and it gets you the gist of what is going on with this video here in the Capitol building. Okay, enjoy. Woven into the great seal of the United States is a phrase, a motto, a rallying cry. E pluribus unum. Out of many, one. Out of many states, cities, neighborhoods, out of such different perspectives, such distinct personalities, so many free and fiercely independent people emerges one country, one nation. How? How do we move forward as a single nation when our desires seem so different, our views so varied, not easily, and not quietly. House will come to order. Votes will be taken in the following order. H.R. 3675. Answers in America come not from one voice, but from many. Out of freedom flows energy, ideas, and passionate, legitimate differences. Peacefully resolving those differences, finding our common ground, is the challenge a free people face and the job of those we elect to Congress. Situation with the ability to deal with this damaged grain, that, you know, obviously the... Mr. President, I would ask unanimous consent that the Senate proceed to the immediate consent. 100 senators elected for six-year terms, 435 voting members of the House of Representatives elected for two-year terms on behalf of over 300 million American citizens. The House, the larger body, is designed to reflect the will of the majority. In the more intimate chamber of the Senate, the voice of each member can be taken into greater account. 
farmers of America the certitude they need that they're funding for the school dropout prevention program that is authorized. The formation of the laws and policies we live by, the balancing of beliefs, opinions, and desires happens here in the full dialogue and debate of a freedom hard earned. We have to do better, and we can The price of becoming an independent people is paid in the blood of soldiers and sacrifice of families. Out of eight years of struggle in the Revolutionary War, emerges a new, at first uncertain country, more in fact, a collection of states. The question is how to create a strong nation while protecting the vital role of the states and the personal liberty of citizens. In Philadelphia, delegates to the Constitutional Convention cannot agree. How are the citizens and states to be represented in this new republic? What emerges is to this day known as the Great Compromise. There shall be one Congress with two houses. In the Senate, each state will be equally represented with two senators. In the House, each state will have a number of representatives based on population. The Constitution of the United States creates three equal branches of government. Congress, the Presidency, and the judiciary. And Article One makes clear that Congress is the branch most directly connected to the people. In Congress shall reside the power to make all laws, to determine taxes, to regulate commerce, to establish post offices, roads and courts, and, when necessary, to declare war. The delegates believe every power of government should be exercised carefully in full consideration of many points of view. The center of this new government, its capital, shall be built on new ground, on the crest of a bluff overlooking the Potomac River, at the heart of a new city called Washington. The design of the building is rooted in an ideal ages old, that citizens can build a government driven not by the whim of a dictator, king, or tyrant, but based on the consent of the governed. This monumental structure, built far from available supplies and resources, will be the largest building of its time in North America. Workers, many of them enslaved African Americans, quarry stone, cut and saw timber, lay brick and finish rough and fine carpentry. By 1811, the capital of the United States houses in its north wing the U.S. Senate, in its south wing the U.S. House of Representatives. The experiment of representative democracy, of electing citizens to make the decisions of government, has been launched only incredibly to be torched. Two years into the War of 1812, British troops invade the city, sweep into the capital, and set ablaze the center of American self-government. Doubt that the burned-out city would even remain the nation's capital yields to the resolve of a now-tested nation. A nation pushing west. New states have joined the original 13, adding seats to the Senate and more members to the House. Congress is where the issues of building a nation unfold. One question overshadows all. As new territories are opened for settlement, will they be slain? or free. For close to 40 years, the issue was fiercely debated. American heart, liberty, and union. Now, government and a creature of the states, making war, no war, 
above all those civil war, no yes. The nation cannot survive half sleep and half free. And the country goes to war with itself. The frame of the great dome of the capital sits unfinished. But the builders decide to continue, trusting that the nation will endure, that this is not the time to doubt America's future. President Lincoln takes hold. If the people see the capital going on, he says, it is a sign that we intend the union shall go on. Within a few years, the white dome of the capital is topped by the statue called Freedom defining for the ages the national skyline. The new dome reflects an ambitious country. Congress creates new legislation to spur opportunity and growth. While its research arm, the Library of Congress, expands to a dramatic new building across from the capital. Also growing is the basic right within this form of government, the right to vote. In Congress, we debate who gets included. Through congressional hearings, constitutional amendments, and landmark legislation, the right to vote will be expanded and protected. The process of seeking solutions to the nation's problems and unleashing the nation's possibilities unfolds over time. So once again, I uh, hope you enjoy the audio. It's a, just a representation of what it's like to be there. So obviously, it's nothing better than actually being there to capture, you know, the essence of what these trips are. We just like to 
add that audio in there. And oftentimes, sometimes it's a little, you know, we're with groups and people are talking and stuff. And so it's a little hard to get pure audio. We don't do, try to do that all the time. You know, the idea is to just to give you an example on the show. Put you there. Break it up a little Even bit. for a put brief you there. amount of time. Mm-hmm, exactly. Put you there where we were at. So. And it's, of course, you know, we don't say this hardly ever, but our podcast is free. And so the point is, hey. You guys have this free stuff available to you, whoever wants it. And uh, obviously, it'll take some people to find us because I wouldn't think these amazing places is something I think of when I think of Washington, D.C. But again, right. that's the name of us, and that's one of the places and we And to cover, somebody, so. it is. Yeah. I, honestly, yeah, I thought it was pretty amazing mm-hmm. when I was riding up beside it uh, on that golf cart and looking at the – well, you know what? No, when, not just at the Capitol. When I came up on each exhibit, yeah. Jefferson Memorial, to me, struck me. I, yeah. And so, yes, I did feel amazed when I came through there. Mm-hmm. And I'm not you know, somebody who's crazy, crazy about history. But so, yeah. It's kind of like those, uh, I don't know, those 1,000 things to see before you die type of stuff that you talk about. It's like, man, this stuff's amazing to go visit and stuff. Well, so. and we kind of, you know, we didn't name the show Adam and Doug's Amazing Places. Yeah, it's so true. So we, we try to hit whatever. And whatever. If, mm-hmm. Even if it's not amazing to us, I know that there's somebody out there that it is. And so... Mm-hmm. We're representing everybody, not just a few. So, anyway. Cool deal. Okay, so... Uh, it's hot. Yeah. Enjoy the summer, everybody. Mm-hmm. And uh, and we're going to get out of here and quit chatting in your ears. Yeah. And uh, we'll be back with uh, some more goodies next week. Thanks so much for listening. If there's anything that you can do to help us out, that would be to pass along our show to anybody. Uh, I think that would be most helpful, Review us obviously. on iTunes. Review us on iTunes. <laughs> we haven't said that in a while, and... Uh, you know, maybe somebody hasn't listened this far because it's just a normal DC so, show yeah. rather than uh, something more enterta- entertaining. But anyway, we promise to bring you something more in the future as to other things, including some more Disney, as always, but also Harry Potter. We've got that coming down in the fall. So we're definitely going to be hitting that. Um, as always, you can also uh, book a vacation with us now, which is very intriguing to us, and we're very glad to have that. The number is 1-800-522-3073, and that is all over our website, as we normally always say. So, other than that, hope you have a great week. Thanks for listening. Hasta la vista. See ya. I like to travel. I like to drive. I like the music all night. Show me This podcast has been brought to you by theseamazingplaces.com. Copyright 2010. Thanks for listening. Have you called us lately? If not, you can call us at 641-715-3900, extension 53056, and tell us about the show. Want to see what we're up to, or you want to send us something while you're out and about? Just send us a tweet at twitter.com slash amazingplaces. Amazing Places.